Hey everyone, welcome to Bacon Cell. This is a bacon bit. Bacon bit time. And it's our bacon bit for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Yay! Yay! And that's Joel. Yeah, I'm Joel. And that's Ken over there. Thank you. And I'm Jacob. How much cough medicine have you had, Jacob? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I've had a little cough medicine, uh... So everyone gets a special treat. This airs on Friday. So you're going to get drugged Jake one day. And then three <laughs> days later, it's drug Jake again. Wow. We, we record double ep- feature. We record bacon bits and episodes on the same night. And what? Efficiency. Magic. <laughs> you're, so, you're pulling back the curtain here. Oh, okay. Yep. This is magically. We're airing this live on Monday and Friday. <laughs> It'll be fun to see like how much more coherent I am during this one than I am the following one that we will record next. Great. We shall see. Ooh. But we saw... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 all together. We enjoyed each other's company, and then we did not speak of the movie until... At all. Until today. Although Joel uh, did walk away, and then Kent and I said, so you want to talk about the movie? You did liars. We really did. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we carpooled. You didn't. Did you talk about the movie? Well, sort of. You jerks. Not really. But it was more like, uh, okay, anyways. We basically talked about it. Said. Yeah. So as always... Oh yeah, big, I did say one thing. With these Bacon Bit reviews, uh, we are going to spend the first few minutes talking about it in a very spoiler-free way. So even if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can listen until we give the spoiler signal. So, yes. And you'll know what that is when you hear it, because we're going to make it up on the spot. It's going to be dumb. But it was great, because after we saw the movie, Joel was pretty hungry. It was 11 o'clock at night. No big deal. <laughs> he so was starving. We went to Schnitzel. <laughs> I talked him into going to Schnitzel. At Joel's behest. How did you talk us into that? I still do not know. I don't know either, except for you just... Yeah, just we went in, and that food was terribly disgusting. And you ate the whole thing. And, I, ate ate the, the whole and thing. I ate the whole thing. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. We had a good conversation. Did you look at it, though? Because it was so weird looking. But we're not here to talk about Schnitzel, guys. <laughs> it was so weird looking. <laughs> We're here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. So my question is, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Because you guys know what I'm going to say. I pretty much do. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It was it was a hot mess. A hot mess. It was a hot mess. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, if that's what we're going to call it at this point. Mm-hmm. But with less story. An amazing lack of story. Okay. With many, many jokes. Maybe four to five times the jokes. And so for me... There was almost nothing there. It did catch me twice, and I laughed, and I was cool with that, Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to let myself go, because the rest of the audience was really getting a kick out of it. They were. There was a lot of laughter going on in the audience. As they should. A lot of very specific points of laughter in the audience. Especially that one dude. Am I right? Right. right. (laughs) We'll talk about it now. They had a guy sitting down from us, and he was... After he's finished laughing, Joel passed him a cigarette. not true kids but uh, <laughs> but he was laughing to the point where everyone was laughing at his laughter like it yes. was a very boisterous very noticeable laughter okay and, and i'll actually praise the first one here because it's it's a very tight movie the first movie yeah the first get guardians of the galaxy because you should do it here since you didn't do it the first time right yeah <laughs> it's, it's actually probably a tier one marvel movie but we talked about that last week where that doesn't mean a whole bunch to you but still it's a it's yeah. a tighter movie and this movie was maybe 25 minutes too long there were scenes that were so redundant that I was like, well, hold on. How did this pass like the editing floor? I didn't know what was going on. Know, Jacob, has Kent ever not liked a Marvel movie before? This is groundbreaking territory we're getting to right Guys, now. Guys, I want to remind you of last year when we saw Civil War. I gave it a pretty warm review. And then at the end of year, you went, I want to take that back. I did take it back because it became the airport scene. That's all I remembered about that. <laughs> all right. It's true. So, it's true. That movie is so affordable. All right. All right. Let's so, keep, yeah, let's anyways, keep moving. Yeah. So... So this movie for me is probably a, well, honestly, it's a C minus at this point. A C minus. It's a C minus. It is bottom tier two, upper tier three for Marvel. All right. Jacob, why don't you go next? Why don't you go next? 
I Jake's still not decided. Joel, you're going to have to should. go next. No. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we should probably talk about this beforehand. I'll go. Yeah. But it's going to be complete opposite to yours, Ken. Okay. Well, doesn't that, doesn't that make more sense to go next? Full, full disclosure, I'm giving this movie four stars. Ugh. Kent, I liked this movie a lot. Really? I liked this movie more than the first movie. Oh. I thought this movie was really? uh, much more grounded than the original one. And even though I will say like maybe 75% of the jokes hit, 25% didn't, I got a kick out of it. I was enjoying it the entire time. There was some emotion in this movie that there was not in last movie. They didn't do fake out deaths with everybody like they did in the first movie. And I really kind of just got into it. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. No, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. This was a very, very fun movie for me to watch. Baby Groot, completely adorable. I liked Baby Groot a lot. And we can get into that in the spoiler territory, but I just want to say that I really like that character. So I'm going to completely disagree with you on this. Not completely Mm -hmm. disagree because you gave it a C minus, but I'm giving this a solid B. Okay. Like this is a B movie where, well, that sounds bad, but... You know, you're right. Very few movies get A's. Yeah. Especially but, uh, your first time your first time around. Yeah. But this was fun. This was so much fun. If Wait, you liked the did first you just say one, four stars? Four stars. Okay. I think the first one got three and a half. So this is, you know, a titch better. But honestly, if you like the first one, I think you're gonna like this one. Just be prepared for a little more drama and a little more emotion, maybe. Not as good of a soundtrack. Although no, I'll, no. I think far, the first one very so far. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, you know, mixtapes. You know, your first one's always the best one. The second one's kind of the B roll. Very true. But uh the yeah. third one's going to blow, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> but I, I think you're going to like it if you're a fan. You're, you're going to continue to like this one because I think it builds on the previous show, and I'm excited to see where they continue to hear, continue from here. I think they've done a great job of making these characters relevant because who knew the Guardians of the Galaxy previous to the movie coming out, and now it's become household names. So there you go. Four stars. That's true. They are household names now, aren't they? Um, and also to your point, Joel, I think that the movie, uh, anyone that liked the first one is going to like this one. Uh, I mean, in general terms, like the regular domestic non-critic type mm-hmm. viewer is going to have the same satisfaction, I think. The thing I told Kent that he referenced earlier that I'd forgotten about, which I think is still really applicable, actually, as I said, and this is the only thing we talked about, Joel. This was it. This is the only thing said. We didn't break the code, really. You broke the code. <laughs> as I said, it was kind of like uh, somebody stood in front of you, and there was a fan blowing on you, and they were kind of like dropping or drizzling cotton candy over your eyes that was just blowing over your eyes for like two hours. Yes. I probably said it better. The How first time. high were you on that car ride home? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's like cotton candy being drizzled into your eyes. I, actually think, I think it's a great point. This By is a very a colorful movie. Oh, it's it visually so spectacular. Visually amazing. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, Jake, continue. So, yeah, um, I thought it was... Actually, I kind of felt the opposite of Joel in that I felt the first one actually had some emotional connection because we're meeting the new people, and I felt like their collaboration and sort of the uh, the way they played off each other in conversations and things, the script was a little tighter, quite a bit tighter, actually. And in this one, it felt a little looser, and it, I mostly remember Drax laughing all the time. Um, he did laugh a lot. He, I mean, he's just constantly laughing. I was going to say that for spoiler you, territory. What you don't know is that's actually Kent's laugh. He, was, he wasn't doing an impression. That's how he really laughs. <laughs> During Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I'll, I'll hold off on the bulk of my comments, I guess, for spoiler territory. I would say this was not as good as the first one. 
uh, if you don't come in with a lot of anticipation or high expectations, rather than I think you'll be satisfied. I I didn't I didn't really I didn't care for it. Uh, C plus. There okay. you go. So uh, Kent and Jacob agree. Big surprise there. And then I'm, I'm actually the, closer to your. I'm score. the voice of reason. Here, I'm closer so. to your score. You're than in this. the C territory. So. Yeah, but That's C plus, Kent. you're at a B. Hey, guys, it's okay. Let's, let's be friends. I mean, there's nothing wrong here. It's a crappy yeah. movie, but you it's know. It's not a get crappy movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's, okay. kind of a, it's kind of All a right, crappy movie. Should we get spoiler territory now? Let's do it. All right. I have no idea. What, what is spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Can we do it? Can we do it? Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Well, you can't spoiler. do a song from the yeah. show. <laughs> there you go. We're going to spoiler. So many spoilers. For okay. me, this was Iron Man 3. See, that just Guardians shows how unmemorable the soundtrack was from that movie. Because <laughs> we had to go to the first the movie. The first well, that, we can't spoil songs in the spoiler thing. <laughs> yeah. I was glad when, when they did start playing Fleetwood Mac, The Chain. I really love that song. What? And that one was used well. Never break the chain. And I was like, thank heaven there's a good song in here. Well, and I told you guys. I, one, the one thing I did say to you guys was that I'm a sucker for a good Cat Stevens song. And so when they started playing Father and Son, I kind of just went, hmm, there it is. There's a Cat Stevens song. So they do this thing in the movie where the emotion comes through a family connection for almost every character, except for Drax, who is kind of the comic relief instead of the... No, but he has his family heavy moment, anchor. too, when he talks about his wife and child. And Which was like that. way better in the first movie. It was just a, re- a retread, but then he became a fool. He was a straight no. fool in this movie. Yeah, I think he's he's trying to find his way, just like everyone else in the group. And no, I, no. It, oh, okay. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, it's okay. I'm used to it by now. Okay. Go ahead, Ken. Cut me off and, and disagree with me. Go okay, ahead. See, here we go. <laughs> All he did was say the same thing he did in the first movie, just keep and then call someone the ugly and laugh a lot. That was his character. Yeah. No, that was not his character. Okay. His character was the guy who doesn't quite know how to fit in, so he's trying to emulate what everyone else is doing, and he doesn't quite do it right. I see that as a fault of the screenwriters for making every character have the same comedic voice, whether it's Yondu, Rocket, uh, Quill, Gamora, Drax, every one of the Ravagers. They all have the same comedic voice. I appreciated that they had different comedic tones, actually. How? Because Rocket was the much more sarcastic, biting stuff like that, whereas Drax was the more ignorant, whereas Gamora was the more playing the straight person off of the womanizer quill. There were forms of comedy within... There were variations of comedy within the characters. And so that's what I appreciated. It They're all so funny. Well, they well, are, but in a different yeah. way. I'm going to have to go with Joel on this one. It was different. It was different types of comedy. You guys would agree. However, <laughs> I love that. However, there was so much comedy, I wanted to die. Maybe four or five jokes a minute. Like, it was, it, the me. whole thing was basically a platform for jokes. Yeah. Like, you take a regular Marvel movie, and then you times it by four, and that's how many jokes are in this. <laughs> and for me, like, Joel, you caught on to it, and you were a little bit more happy, but I think one in 20 jokes hit. There were some where I'm like, are we really talking about turds? No. Like, that is not funny. That's the thing. Is, well, they, said, well, they were doing, like, you know, turd jokes, and <laughs> my turds are Legendarily ah, huge, ah. but that did make me laugh. Even though I was like, "Oh, that's terrible." Uh, it's, it was kind of sophomoric, am I right? Like, yes. kind of the whole thing. And that's what I. Oh, I was going to say that in the spoiler-free version. Oh well, what I was going to say is it was a little too silly for adults, a little too serious for kids. This is a perfect teenager movie because it makes you feel like you're watching a grown-up movie, but still has that. Because there's a lot of bathroom humor. humor. They kind there of was follow of on the first one of that and kind of times it by four. The, there, there was enough bathroom humor. Where I kind of went, okay, guys, we get the point. But there was enough other humor that I went, I appreciate that. So, I just my problem with this movie is 90 minutes in, I had no idea what I was watching. There was nothing there. I knew that Peter Quill found his dad, and I was like, something's going to happen here. He's being chased by the golden people from the cranberry yeah. zombie video. <laughs> But but what is the point? Are they the bad guys, or is, no, is I was he the bad too. guy? And then ninety minutes in, they're like, 
you know, it would turn into it turned into a romantic comedy for me where you need a guy to be a jerk, and then all of a sudden that's Kurt Russell's character. And now I've killed everyone. I'm the jerk, and you're like, I've liked you this whole time, but now you're the jerk because I'm told you are. Yeah, they I, hate that, tell- I hate when that happens in Vertigo when the protagonist turns to an antagonist, and I hate that when it happens in other movies where it's just like you know you think a character's a good guy and it turns out they're a bad. So guy. like a trope that was created by great films and now just reused. I'm, I'm sorry, perfectly- it, was, it was a tell don't show. I'm sorry, Kent. If you prefer having the clear cut bad guy the entire time and having a white hat and a black hat. That's perfectly fine there, for Joel. I'm sorry. There, know, there needs to be an inciting incident in a movie. There was no inciting incident. There was here. an inciting incident. He met his father, who he didn't even know existed. There need that actually needs to tell the whole story in the first act. We get we didn't get the story until the final act. No, we got the story. Like they're they're showing that they're the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they obviously cause some trouble. How would you compare villain satisfaction for this one compared to the first one? Oh. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I hated the dance off so much in the first one, as I've talked about before. Yep. I enjoyed the ending of this one of far more. I was going to say that, even as though well. it did I, turn into Man of Steel, like what, whatever. It was a Deus Ex Machina, but it, the I like ending, how he used Man of Steel in a derogatory way, right there. <laughs> no, no, because they were <laughs> turned into Man of Steel. <laughs> Forgive me here, but they were flying around punching each other. That is yep. Superman. It's not Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. No, they were they were flying around on rockets and not pushing each other. And he through turned buildings. into Pac Man. He won't let me talk for more than three seconds. Have you noticed that? I've been timing it. He came ready for this one, Joel. <laughs> no, he just he basically just wants to ra- ra- rag on it the whole no, time. No, no, no. Please go ahead. I thought that this movie had a good use of their characters. I liked the fact that Kurt Russell is brought up as the dad right at the beginning. He walks out and it's not like, who are you? And then this whole mystery the whole time. It's like, no, it's I'm true. your dad. Boom. Move forward with the story. That was surprising, actually. I it's liked like, it. let's open with him. Like, oh, wow, really? Yeah, I was like, okay, now we're going to this. Well, they and spoil then it gets, in the trailers, so I guess they his, might as well. Right. And then he gets to his planet, and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm a celestial. Boom. Another thing we've been wondering about, because I motored from the first movie. I'm like, how did Quill survive in the space, and how did he survive holding the Infinity Stone? It's like, oh, this puts some explanation into that. Thank you for kind of, you know, taping that over. I also think, and I'll say this again, Baby Groot was awesome. I really enjoyed Baby Groot. I thought they used him the perfect amount of... They didn't rely on him, but when he came in, he stole the show, and then he went away and did his own thing, and it was perfectly fine. Did you not feel a little bit manipulated by Baby Groot, though? No, I loved him. Really? Because I felt like, I'm like, you know I can't deny that he's cute. Like, I almost were, hated them for You were for sitting it. next to the vortex of hate over here. <laughs> and oh, Joel, 2017, help. you were sitting next to so him. So you can't <laughs> help but get pulled into that when you're sitting next to I him. I was actually going to agree with you, Joel. About Baby Groot? About Baby Groot. You don't like Baby Groot. There's the scene where he is gathering all the supplies. I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. But what James Gunn does is he can't really stop himself. He goes about three jokes too far. I do think it was a good scene, honestly. But then he goes maybe two or three minutes too long. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Cut it just a little bit more and it would be tight. I don't know. I loved him coming back with different stuff. Sure. I I loved him comparing the little fire thing. I loved his little eyes. He was so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I liked Baby Groot. (laughs) Uh, in fact, I would say probably the weakest guardian in this movie. Chris well, Pratt. Drax would be Drax would be the weakest, but really, he he seemed more up it, on the was, stage than ever. Well, no, he, I just mean that he was the weakest in that his stuff didn't really work for me. But uh, I also thought Rocket was kind of. I thought he was better in the first movie than this movie. He was. He for was. Sure. In fact, for me, he was a little unlikable. But he actually had more of a character in this one because he and Yondu really hit it off. I, I actually like the connection they had. I love what they would, did with Yondu. I love how they took Yondu, who was kind of this, well, Merle sure. from, uh, from Walking Dead. But uh, that he was this kind of unlikable character, and they, they kind of turned him into a father figure. I, I like the character okay. I just think, you know, and since we're giving spoilers, for his funeral, which is about 15 minutes at the end of the movie, I don't care about enough enough about his character to really watch his funeral for 20 minutes. Yeah, the funeral was too long. That said, I did like his character. Especially when I so like many people was, died. I actually thought the weakest link here was Chris Pratt. 
because what? he didn't have much to do because all he really did was follow his dad around like a puppy dog, which was because his role in the movie. That's what I'm saying. He but there was a child. There wasn't enough to do. It, this movie felt to me like Star Trek Beyond. They, like the characters were separated. They were trying to find no, strength in. No, it's in, like because he, he, he had a huge takeoff right in the first one. sabotage. Oh, okay. And basically, he hit neutral in this one, and just kind of rolled forward a little bit more. Well, I think it's because he took a step back and let everyone else have a story for a bit. And I think that oh, his his role in this movie was, oh, my dad's here. I'm going to take the subservient role, take the boy role, take the son role. And he went with that for a while. And I loved the part, once again, spoiling, when he got to play catch with his dad. That's the part that got me. That was hilarious. I loved it. That I'm was like, are they, really do, are they really, they are. But they're it's, really it's doing it's but it was so hammy. It was touching and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> that was a very good scene. Because the look <laughs> of Chris Pat's face was just like, oh, it's happening. But I really, in, when I talk about redundant scenes, I really had an issue where Gamora, in four different scenes, said, we need to follow Mantis because she's going to tell us something bad about Ego. And I was like, you can say that once and we'll get it. Because they, clearly there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And they, they had the scene four different times. And Trax is like, we'll find out. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Muppet laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sylvester Stallone, by the way. Why the crap was he there? I thought the same thing. I remember thinking Tango like, and Cash reunion. Oh, I'd like that actually. Like I did make the connection <laughs> like funny. Tango and Cash. But I, I remember thinking like, why did they cast Sylvester Stallone in that one little role? I'm like, oh, he's got to come back later. And then yeah. he did, and it was still just like, so, yeah. So the small. This movie was full of Easter eggs. In fact, the original Guardians of the Galaxy were. Uh, it was Yondu in it, and it was all yes. those characters you saw the very like the fourth or ninth stinger in the movie. There were yeah, well, there were five stingers. At they the showed the original Guardians with yeah. Sylvester Stallone. I don't remember if he was one, but they're basically like, let's go. Adventure. Was he Captain Victory or whoever it was? You sound like Captain Starrack or whatever. It was yeah. kind of a strange thing, but it was full of Easter eggs. Like you had the Watchers with Stan Lee at one point with yeah, that you cameo. Had, you had the the Gold Guy. What's his name? Adam. Oh, Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. Which yeah. One guy was going crazy for in the audience. Everyone's like, who's the purple guy who wants to destroy the planet? That's Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> oh, uh, Nebula. I thought she was underutilized. Well, I, I, not that she was underutilized. I felt like she, she didn't go anywhere for me. Like, for me, she was the link from this movie to the other Marvel movies because I think she'll play a big part in Infinity War. You think so? Because she was so driven to defeat Thanos that there's going to be something big there. And I Could think be. she was the link. In, instead of using an Infinity Stone in this movie, which I actually appreciate that they went away from that, she was the link to the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and yeah, there was, there was a couple things like that that I was like, man, that's going to come in. That's going to come into play later. Uh, also, I wanted to say uh, one of the things, and this is a major spoiler. I don't know if you heard me, Jacob, but I made a vocal reaction at one point because it got me. Really? And I gave a kind of a, oh, come on. Not like in a bad hmm. way, but just like I didn't see that coming. And it was when, spoiler alert, in the spoiler territory, when Ego revealed that he put the tumor in Chris Pratt's head, or in Chris Pratt's mom's head. I I really kind of had that punch in the gut feeling like, how dare you? And I thought that was a very good The reaction was very good because Chris Pratt was following this this guy around like a little kid, and then all of a sudden just shot him like a million times. It was actually a good reaction. Which was great. To me, that felt like uh, Serenity. When uh, the operative's like, I'm unarmed, and Malcolm's like, good, bam, just shoots him, because it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. But I thought it had a good emotional element with him and his dad, both in when he finds him, and you're feeling happy, and then when he betrays him, and he has to fight against him. That was the emotional part I was really enjoying, and also I like that they did kind of unify more as a team in this one. You know, because the first one's them kind of just being pieced together. This one's them kind of solidifying they, their team. For me, they spend the whole movie apart. Yeah, it's they just did. kind of like at the end when they said, Where's Quill? I'm like, You guys haven't seen him all movie. Is this a really a big deal? I, I didn't care. Yeah. I, I thought it was a bit I convenient can't. at the end when 
like they needed a death to make this movie kind of feel more heavy at the end. And so when Rocket's like, Yondu, here's this, I only have one of each because only one of you can be saved. I'm like, okay, that's going to come into play in the end. Yeah, but, you know, they have limited supplies too. They didn't even have tape. <laughs> Did you guys I like the tape scene? Yeah. I liked that scene. I was like, okay. I was super annoyed with it at first. And then I was like, uh, well, they're really owning it. Well, I guess that's what the movie is. Yeah. All right. They're looking for tape. Well, and I, and I wonder too, like once again, spoiler territory, now that the planet is destroyed, what does Quill have to offer? No, they're just going to find out that he he's finds not. his power elsewhere. No, and it's no different himself. than the first movie. He's just a, he's just a human. No, but he was a celestial in the first movie. Yes. Yeah, but, half but, celestial, half human, half human. Right. But you never really saw like the magnificence of those powers. He's just going to be a pretty strong dude. Like an Indiana Jones or a... I assume. Han Solo or a... A Han Solo type, Captain Reynolds type. Okay. I was going to stick with Harrison Ford roles, but you can go wherever you want. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Did you guys hear me? Like, kind of like yours is when they were, they were talking like, uh, you guys don't even get along. And like, what kind of friends are you? And then Drax is like, we're not friends. And then I go, don't, don't say it. <laughs> and I was like worried you guys hurt me. And they're like, we're family. I'm like, oh gosh. That's yeah. like Fast the exact pull. That's from, what I was going to say. It feels like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I accepted it here. I was okay right. with it. See, I, oh yeah. I just, if I'm going to compare this to any movie, it would be Star Trek for me where they kind of, they really missed the point that granted they into were darkness, Star Trek into darkness you're referring to. And the third one beyond. Oh, oh and beyond. Yeah. Because beyond they were like stranded on a planet the nah, entire time. Beyond landed better than this one. I agree. I, I guess I'd like beyond a little bit more, but it's kind of like kind of relies on the same tropes, meaning everyone has to divide and conquer and no one really stands out. And for me, and beyond, you don't even really know what the story is till the, at that point anyways. Mm-hmm. And the, it was the same for this movie. I thought from a screenwriting point of view, this is a nightmare. No, I thought it was solid. I thought it was good, a good storytelling. Like, and it, it, felt, it felt less formulaic. Would you me. say it works better as like a comedy? Like, would this be a straight comedy to you, or is this just a really fun action movie? Because I, I think this is more centered as a comedy. To me, it felt, well, no, it felt like a, it felt like a buddy cop movie kind of a thing where it was like, it's action, but they're going to be quipping the entire time because that's what they do. And it feels, I don't know, it feels more natural with the Guardians of the Galaxy than it would with the Avengers. Because I feel like the Avengers, they force jokes into people that don't do jokes, whereas you can totally see Rocket doing a joke or Peter doing a joke. And then Drax, his jokes are just that he doesn't know how to make jokes. But I don't know. I thought it was a good story, and I thought it was well told, and it didn't feel formulaic to me. And I had a fun time. I really enjoyed it. In fact, Kent, I want to thank you for letting me come to the screen. Yeah, wasn't this year number five I of really, the year? Or really, the summer? It might have been, but uh, I don't remember. But I appreciate you letting me come <laughs> to remember. screenings, Kent. I really do. You're I think welcome. he's working towards something there, Kent. Oh, there's a, there's a serious movie that requires a lot of depth, and it was nothing like this. I don't know if you'd care, really care for it. <laughs> oh, I like both. I like, I like the range, but I'm just happy to be here at screenings, Kent. <laughs> Wait, does this mean I have carte blanche to in, uh, interrupt you as much as I possibly want? Is that going to change anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you just interrupted me right then when I was responding to you. Yay. Uh, all right. Is there anything else we want to say about this movie? I don't think so. It, I mean, nah. Rent it. We, we've gone. No. Well, yeah. If you want big, flashy colors, you want to take kids, <laughs> something like that, go go check it out. Go there's, see the nut job, too, there's, by nature. <laughs> there's... You know what it reminds me of? What's the, what is there a name for the genre where it's just like it's just a big party that goes awry, right? And it's all just like the ridiculous humor the whole time. Like what is that? A, is there a name for that? Like you mean like a like a college party or high school party? Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm, I, don't I don't know. Like it kind of felt like that. Like the jokes well, for me were just like kind of like that in, in a big explosion thing that's happening in space far away. That, that sounds kind of like what what Joel was saying, where this is good for uh, teenagers. Yes, this is very. good I movie. would not recommend being bringing kids to this because a lot of people die. 
Well, okay. and some jokes are not quite for kids. Yeah, there are some jokes that are not for kids. But yeah, if you have the mentality of a teenager, you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> and if See, you, you got upgraded. You got upgraded. All right? Give me that. Oh, I'm no longer seven in my mental state? <laughs> it's been two years, Joel. <laughs> I don't think you can do math. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this. We've had a great time with you. We hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think of Guardians of the Galaxy. And this has been Bacon Sale. Up your shirt. <laughs> Just flash them. Let's practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not the take. <laughs> no, not the bunny hop. Why is it always the bunny hop? <laughs>